All right. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel. Welcome back. I'm Sam. I'm Dennis. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been over a month. It's been yeah. the longest we've taken off since uh, the new series or the sixth season. Right. As they're calling it in some circles, uh, was announced. But yeah, we've had family vacations. We've had a second bout of COVID. We've had we've had some stuff. We have had some stuff. Uh, I will I will be brief. Uh, yes, I got COVID again, and the second round was way worse. Uh, during the first round, I had recorded um, an episode with the Quantum Leap podcast, uh, sort of a show and tell episode, uh, and I you know I had it. I was right in the midst of it and felt pretty much fine. You know, uh, you can see that video uh, on their YouTube channel, uh, and and you know you'll see like I I felt great. That was not the case this time. It was mm. it, it knocked me on my ass, and I, I was pretty much out of it for. Um, over a week, really. Uh, uh, I was feeling better after about five days, but uh, was just getting tired and winded, and and you know all the stuff that everybody has pretty much heard, uh, and stayed congested, congested, uh, congested for, uh, for for about ten days. Uh, it was yeah, it was not great. Um, I tested positive uh, on a PCR, not just you know, or, or excuse me, on a rapid, not just the PCR. I tested positive on a rapid test for nearly two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was not great. Um, but I'm feeling good now. Uh, Hattie's fully vaccinated, which is awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, every, everything's better. And then we were going to, of course, record earlier in the week. Um, and then I got called into a rehearsal, uh, for uh, another show that I'm understudying and just, we didn't get the chance to do that. Uh, we didn't have time to do it, uh, unfortunately, over the, the next couple of days either because I was out of town uh, for a funeral, um, which I, I wanted to just take a quick moment right up front. Uh, you know, don't want to like bury it way, way at the end. We have had a listener who's literally listened to every single episode. And I know that there are many of you. Um, but the, you know, the, the big difference here is that most of you that have listened to every single episode, listen to it because you love quantum leap. Um, and I can certainly say that the individual, uh, that I'm about to talk about, uh, has listened to every single episode. Uh, and I say this, you know, with, with all absence of, of ego and no self aggrandizement, he he's listened because he loves me. And that means a heck of a lot. And he has, has, uh, you know, sent comments, um, and is even a supporter on Patreon. Uh, and unfortunately his father passed away, uh, quite unexpectedly and suddenly, um, a little over a week ago. Um, and it was, uh, obviously a difficult time for him and his family. Uh, and they're out in Arizona. However, the, the funeral was going to be, uh, in Cincinnati, like right on the Cincinnati, Indiana border. And as soon as I realized it was going to be close enough for me to go, uh, I knew I was going to be there for him. And, uh, so Friday I drove down there, picked up a friend, uh, uh, along the way. Um, and the two of us, uh, were there and it was legitimately one of the more moving experiences, I think, uh, of my adult life that does not involve, you know, my, my <laughs> kids, uh, or, or my wife. Um, it was it, to, to be there with him, um, to be there obviously at the funeral to, it was, you know, it was just affirming in an odd way. Uh, and so I just want to send all of my love and all of my best to my friend Christopher Redman and thank him so much for all of his support, his continued support of any endeavor um, that I partake in, including including this crazy ride that uh, Dennis and I have been on now for, you know, for, for 
four years, five years, five years now, five years. Whoo, uh, that yeah. went by fast. Uh, anyway, um, uh, so Chris, we love you very much and we appreciate you. And uh, I'm so, so, so glad that I got to spend that time with you, uh, even though I wish the circumstances had been a heck of a lot different. Yeah. Um, that's a beautiful so yeah. tribute. And uh, sorry for your loss, Chris. That's yeah. that's rough. If you've listened to us for a while, you know that uh, I've lost both of my parents and Sam. You definitely know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, yeah. There's there's it's 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 not something you can articulate easily or on the fly. So I won't attempt to. But same uh, here. Same here. Chris gave uh, the remarks at uh, his dad's service, and they were incredibly touching, incredibly moving. Uh, I was moved to tears and laughter uh, at, 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 in equal measure. Um, and, you know, when, when you get such a hyper-intelligent, compassionate, uh, artistic, talented individual like Chris, um, you know, give them the opportunity to, to speak about something that is obviously as close to your heart as pretty much anything possibly can be, um, it, it makes for an emotionally charged, um, uh, series, uh, of words and comments. And, uh, it was, it was lovely. It was lovely. And, you know, I left Chris with, with some words that, uh, I, I couldn't help, but, uh, steal outright from, from his dad and from the comments that Chris had made, which was, uh, take care till I see ya. And, uh, that's just been kind of, I mean, just burned right into my brain and my heart. Take care till I see you. Um, so, so I'll, I'll say it again, Chris, take care till I see you. Um, so yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, when, when talking about a show like Quantum Leap, uh, I'm, I'm going to make the segue as non-awkward as possible. Uh, it's, you know, the, the mythology of the, the show is centered around um, that type of loss, really. And uh, I think it's one of the reasons why so many of us have connected with the show the way that we have through the years and continue to be passionate about it. And, um, you know, that same kind of just uh, emotional, uh, moving, you know, tribute to the relationships that are so important in our lives. And obviously with Sam, that was his dad and his brother, um, and Donna, uh, um, and Al, uh, and, uh, and now in the new series, we know that, uh, Ben's going to have some, some relationships that are quite meaningful and impactful as well. Sure. Um, a lot's happened since you're sure. so, recorded. So with that in mind, uh, before, <laughs> before, uh, yeah, before we really jump in, if you are wanting to go into this as spoiler free as possible, we are going to be dropping like one tidbit of spoiler that has been discussed in the articles, right. but we haven't talked about it on the podcast. And I think in a previous episode, we said we weren't going to talk about it because people haven't been talking about it on our Facebook page or in our group or whatever. So, like, we didn't know if we were trying to, like, be as spoiler-free as possible. Anyway, so there's one kind of spoiler that we are going to drop in this episode that uh, that has been reported in a lot of the articles. So if you want to go in as spoiler-free as possible, uh, maybe put a pause on this episode, come back and listen to it. After the series premieres in a little over a month, Oof. I got to get about my, that. I got to get my cable set back up because <laughs> I, I don't think doing it through Hulu is going to cut it. Yeah, no, I definitely can't can't wait until uh, uh, the next day on Peacock either. Which we'll talk a little bit more about Peacock uh, here in a minute. Um, you know, I, and one of the things that I wanted to say too, we didn't have the uh, opportunity to explain this on the podcast. We've certainly made some comments on Facebook and Twitter, um, and, and maybe you said something on TikTok as well. But our, our, the last episode that we recorded, because we did record an episode, and we were. Mm-hmm. You know, we were like, oh, it's recorded. We're going to put it out there. And it was it was basically ready to go. 
And then kind of at the last minute, we were just sort of like, you know, this episode doesn't really feel like us. It feels, I mean, I know I was not in the greatest of moods when we recorded. Mm -hmm. I was, I was feeling a bit pessimistic uh, about the show, about, you know, some of the details that have been released recently. Uh, I was a little bit less careful with information that may have been considered spoilery. I, I was, I was being angsty and, and, and a little shit and, and I just, it, it, it wasn't that great, you know? And, and I know that, you, you know, you had had some issues as well. Just overall, our flow was off. Everything just seemed yeah. bad. It was not, it didn't seem like a positive semi-professional <laughs> type of thing to <laughs> sure. release. So yeah. so we decided to just can it. And somebody did suggest at one point, you know, like, oh, we, we want to hear it anyway. And, you know, perhaps we will you put it, you know, in some channel in some form so that you can listen to it, but we, we're not going to release it as a, as a regular version of the podcast. And we probably won't release it until after the show premieres, because like sure. I said, some of the stuff that we talked about was, it, it, it might not have been an out and out spoiler, this is going to happen, but it was... It was heavily inferenced. It was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it, it went beyond hinting. Um, so, so yeah, uh, uh, that's, that's why we didn't want to release that. I feel like, uh, I'm in a better frame of mind. Um, and, uh, hopefully we'll, we we can be a little bit more professional this go around. (laughs) But yeah. So, um, you know, one of the reasons why we initially shelved the episode was like all the issues that you said that we were just like off our game, but the day after we recorded, it was dropped that Martin Garrow was taking over as, the showrunner from yeah Brand. yeah yeah so tell me your thoughts i i mean i, I think in general because we've been texting about this in general right now i am feeling more positive about everything involving this the new series that, than you are right now so i, I would agree with that mm. um so it, it's a little difficult um because I, I I will just say this. Like I've exchanged some messages with Stephen Lillian. He's been really, really nice. Um, and you know, we've chatted about a couple of things, including when the episode was going to, uh, the, when the initial pilot episode was, was off the table and they were reshooting a brand new episode. Um, and I just expressed kind of how I was feeling about that. And he was kind enough to take the time to, to write back. Um, and so we were able to kind of exchange a couple of messages, which was very, very kind of him. Um, and I was feeling a lot better uh, about things at that point because I believed deeply in Stephen Lilly and, and, and Brian Winbrandt's um, passion for the show, knowledge about the show, their desire to, uh, you know, kind of continue the original series as well as tell these new stories. So when I first read about the the showrunner change, uh, I was a little frustrated because no offense to Martin Garrow whatsoever, by all accounts, including from our own observer, um, who, of course, has helped us out with with a lot of information and and they were responsible for getting us the pilot script, um, like literally, you know, weeks, if even weeks uh, after it was announced that there was going to be a new series. Um, they have worked with Martin Garrow before. They, uh, you know, think he's fantastic, um, and he, he's got a proven track record. He's worked on some shows that have been, you know, popular and successful, um, including he's got a new show on Netflix, which which is like the number one show on Netflix there for a while. Um, so nothing against Martin Garrow at all. However, I also knew that Martin wasn't the force that Lillian and Winbrandt were, especially when it came to their love specifically of Quantum Leap. So at first I was a little dejected. Then after talking to the Observer, the Observer 
really kind of let me in on some of the behind the scenes stuff, not specific to Quantum Leap, but just in general when things like this happen. And that oftentimes it really, it doesn't mean anything, especially if the people that were previously the showrunners are still involved. And they are. Lillian and Winbrand are still on as writers. They're still on as producers. So they're still involved. They're just no longer the showrunner. Um, Martin Garrow could just be more appealing to the network. Uh, uh, It could be that Martin Garrow, because he's in such high demand, needed an extra zero on his paycheck, and this was the way to do it. Like, there are, I mean, (laughs) legitimately, you you know, and that's no shade on him. Like, again, he's successful. And not that Lillian and Winbrand aren't, obviously. I mean, they've, you know, produced shows as well. But so so there's a lot of, of, you know, sort of behind-the-scenes pieces uh, about this that don't speak directly to the idea that, uh uh-oh, something's wrong, and now we've got to right the ship. Um, it's, you know, it's still a little strange for me cause I'm still, I, I'm still trying to figure out what are we going to get and, and, and what does this actually mean for the show as it airs? Is this now going to turn into, you know, our mini action movie of the week, like the blind spot was or, or something like that, which I don't, I don't personally, I don't necessarily want from quantum leap. Um, I do think that there, that there's, you know, opportunities of course, to have those action packed episodes and still kind of continue these stories and the themes that we're so attracted to with the show. But, um, yeah, overall it's, it, I still can't help but look at it as being kind of weird and I don't know how to feel super chipper about it. I don't know how to be like, Oh, this is going to be great and everything's okay. You know? Got it. See an alternate perspective, like way back originally, I thought Martin Garrow was going to be the showrunner. Right. Like either along with Steven or along with Brian or like 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 the top showrunner because he's the one who has the track record. And then when right. I found out he wasn't, I was a little bit disappointed. Okay. Just because just because I know of the track record that he has. Like he can make great successful TV shows. Right. Uh, like with the Arrowverse and with Blind Spots. I was like, oh. And then when I found out he wasn't the showrunner, I was like, oh, that's you know, I was a little bit sure. Not 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 really worried, but I was disappointed. So and and from the from what I took from the deadline article, it wasn't that NBC was had a problem creatively with anything that was going on. It was just like maybe it sounded like they were running behind schedule or at the risk of starting to run behind schedule as far as producing episodes. And Garrow has a more experienced hand, so they brought him in. Right, and that could absolutely be the case. Uh, it it would not, um, you know, it, it, yeah that 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 would not be. Uh, any different from, from what has happened on, on, on other series. And it would not necessarily, you know, spell doom, uh, for, for the show in, in any respect. Um, you know, the, the one thing I will say, uh, not that this is always an indicator of things is that if you do look on social media that, you know, um, when Brent and Lillian have been a little silent since the announcement came out, that has um, worried me more than anything, right? There's, it there's has worried me that like, because, uh, they shot a, they put out a lot of photos during the pilot. Mm-hmm. They put out, uh, Garrow put out the great, like first couple of shots when they shot the new first episode. Right, the hope, the hope diamond leap, and then it just got really quiet. Yeah, on Instagram, uh, with the exception, we started to worry. <laughs> yeah. With the exception, of course, that Martin Garrow did indeed tweet, uh, or excuse me, uh, post uh, an Instagram photo of him holding uh, one the of the original link, yeah. hand links. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's there's. Uh, that part is a little strange, and you know, I that's also made me wonder. It's like, 
do we have a case where, you know, Stephen and Brian are now thinking, hey, this was our baby. We worked so hard to get this back. You know, we were the ones that have been pitching this for over a year um, because we know based off of some comments that folks like Deborah Pratt and Scott Bakula themselves have made that like, you know, that the initial kind of pitch for all of this, the work that started with Stephen and Brian specifically started like back in 2021, you know, like early 2021. Um, and the conversations really ramped up over like the summer. And then, and then by fall, it was kind of like a foregone conclusion. It's like, this is going to happen. We just need to get green lit for it. And then of course they got green lit for it right after the holidays, uh, 2022 hits and, and, and game on. Um, so for them to have that, that, that process of getting it there. Right. And then all of a sudden being told, all right, you got us this this far. Now we're going to put it over here in this guy's hands. Um, yeah. I, I, according to the deadline report, they're, they're still on his writers. And executive producers. Yeah. So, so. It, it, as long as that remains the case, I think I'll be feeling pretty positive about it. If it doesn't, then I'll start to feel a little weird about it. And it'll also make me feel strange about when it comes to the actors, you know, because the thing is, is it's like this cast was assembled by those guys, mm-hmm. you know, like Martin Garrow kind of came onto this kind of later in the process, really. Sure. Like, and he wasn't even there in Vancouver when they shot the original pilot, you know, cause he had other obligations. So sure. like it just, it, that's, that's the part where I say, like I said, it feels a little weird to me and, 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 and I'm really, really hoping that, you know, uh, a month or two from now we can just kind of sit here and we can say, Hey, you know, remember that time when things were a little weird and we didn't know what was going on? Well, now clearly everything's great and it's fine. And, you know, they're still writing episodes. They're still involved. They're just not having that pressure, that added pressure being showrunners, you know, sure. and it could have even been an NBC decision to say like, Hey, you know what? You guys are already doing this other show. Cause they're still you know, on La Brea. Focus on that, you know, you write for this, obviously, but focus on being the showrunner for La Brea, you know, we're behind that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, let's, you know, let's pretend that there was internet and Twitter back during the production of the first episode <laughs> of the original series. And let's sure. look at the thing. Uh, Double Identity was supposed to have been the second episode. They pushed it back to the fifth episode. A pretty big plot point of them trying to retrieve Sam, which we know, like, now, whatever, it's not really not really a huge deal. They didn't make a big meal out of it, but had we known at the time, like, Oh, the second episode, they're going to try to retrieve Sam. Like, why are they pushing that back to the fifth episode? That's weird. You know, in the world of the internet, we could have made a meal out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Color of truth. They weren't uh, Don Belisero. He didn't want to produce that episode in the first season. He wanted to push it back to season two or three and the network stepped in. I was like, no, go ahead and produce this episode. Uh, What price glory and portrait of Troyan? They produced those as part of the first season block. They didn't air those until season two. Right. What Price Gloria was the cliffhanger going out of season one. They didn't air it until episode four. There was all kinds of, you know, weirdness back in the day that we didn't know about because the internet didn't exist. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And it's, and it, you know, there's definitely been uh, a number of comments, including some comments from folks, you know, uh, on, on Twitter, I believe I saw uh, just uh, yesterday or day before, you know, about the fact that like, do we know too much? Is it too easy to know too much? You know, I mean, you got armchair critics like ourselves, you know, sitting here with a podcast, <laughs> like talking yeah. about like, uh, uh, all of this, you know, sort of behind the scenes information, which at one point in time would have been, you know, either completely unknown, uh, or w- would have been, you know, maybe buried in like a, an entertainment column in a newspaper, you know, uh, uh or, or released in a magazine, 
you know, a month after the show premiered or, 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 you know, a week before it premiered or something like that. So it's, it's such a different world when, when the information seems to be more readily available. Um, and, and obviously we do have like, we have some sources, right? Like, you know, as, as well as like, so does the quantum leap podcast. So, do, you know, uh, so does Brian over at Al's place. Like, you know, people have like their sources that, that are kind of, you know, working in on quantum leap or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I, I, I obviously, there's nothing wrong with the speculation. There's nothing wrong with asking the questions. Uh, there's nothing wrong with with wondering about whether or not, like, you know, is Scott going to be in it? Um, you know, obviously, that's something else that happened recently. TVLine.com released uh, two separate stories on Ernie Hudson making comments about the series, including the fact that, you know, which we said literally back in February uh, of this year about how it was the intent to have, you know, say yep. Scott on, you know, that, 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 that the invitation is there is what is, is what Ernie Hudson said. And, and it's yeah. like, you know, but we are, but a small podcast. Well, right, right, right. <laughs> but, but so the idea is, is it's like, that's obviously not foreign information. You know, that's not, that's not necessarily new information, especially for, for our listeners uh, or for really, I mean, anybody who's been following along uh, uh, and even if they don't, don't listen to our podcast, uh, you know, and, and there's this, there's this notion of just sort of like, well, why not have it be just a complete surprise? And again, I feel like we're retreading conversations we've already had because we've already talked about a lot of this stuff. Sure. Um, well, here's like you know, to, to, to shift the gear like creatively. Yeah. This is something that we talked about in our unreleased episode because this news had just broken. Right. Is uh, an article where Stephen Lillian explained in the interview that they are doing away with the waiting room that they're kind of embracing this idea that both Ben and the Leapy, it sounds like physically and mentally can both be there at the same time. Yeah. And I kind of like that idea. And I know a lot of people, I, I, I especially posted a video on TikTok about it. And a lot of people are perturbed that they are doing away with the idea of the waiting room because they thought it was such a, they felt like it was such an integral part of the original series. And to me, it's like the way they did it, not so much. Like it was never like really clearly thought out, like the way the waiting room should work and like the mentality of taking care of the leap B while they're there. I like the waiting room because in the fifth season, when they started having more conversations between Al and the leap B, it gave Dean Stockwell somebody else to bounce off of other than Scott Bakula. Right. Other than that, I am okay with the idea of doing away with with the rating with the waiting room and having that entire aspect of it. I feel so so this is how I feel about it. I to me I'm fine with it not being there. However, I can also see that just dramatically speaking, it does cut them off from some potential story opportunities. Uh, you know, you mentioned obviously Al's interaction, uh, with folks in particular in season five. I mean, Addison, you know, the interactions that she could have had with, you know, the, the leapies could have been very interesting. Um, especially because if the waiting room were to work how it did in the original series, she would be seeing Ben, which Mm -hmm. would clearly be, uh, I difficult perhaps for her. Um, 
So I think that it could create some opportunities that, you know, and I'm sure that they are, they are clearly making the willful decision to say, we're not using this. We are not using this. We do not need this. And uh, we have an, another route that we're taking. Plus, Addison's going to have plenty of people to talk to. We've got an entire supporting cast absolutely. that, you, yeah. you know, and as something else that I would love to see that the new series could absolutely do uh, that we never saw in the original mm-hmm. series is, why not have Addison? You know, we know based off of this is kind of spoilery, but not really because they posted a picture of it early on. Um, so I'm just going to say this. We know that Addison has an apartment like off site, right? So we know she's sure. going to be out in the world. We have the potential to see her outside of the project. What would it be like if she was like following up with the leap E, you know, 30 years later, right? Like talking to someone, sure. especially knowing that magic, you know, Ernie Hudson's character, like one of his entire like motivations for being a part of all of this is trying to figure out what the hell happened to him. Why did it happen to him? What's going on here? You, you know, it, it, is it too far of a stretch to think that we're going to have like a leapy support group at some point, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Uh, and, and, and it could be a combination of people that Sam had leapt into and people that been, you know, are, is currently leaping into or whatever. So I just think that there's so many, there's so many other routes to go that that's why I feel like I won't miss it. Do I think that there was potential for stories to be told if they had used it? Yeah. Are we going to miss it? I doubt it. Sure. But I think also too, like it opens up stories on the other end of like, if the leapy is also physically and yes. mentally there with Ben, Yep. Uh, more mind melding. Yep. Or, you know, if, you know, depending on what's going on, if, if the, if the leapy is stronger or weaker physically than Ben, like how right. does that, how does that influence the story? Right. Um, what I mean, and like, you know, it'll move at the, at the speed of plot. It'll be what the plot needs. Of for, course. For, for that particular episode. So, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see with what they do with that. And and I'm and I have faith in it because, like you said, Lillian and Winbrandt are such huge fans of the original show. Right, I have no doubt that they are going to do it smartly. And I also I completely agree with that. And I would add to that that I I genuinely feel as though, and this is one of the things that does make me feel a little weird uh, too, because I'm sort of like, well, is it going to change now that they're not showrunners? But I feel as though they both would have nailed down how everything works ahead of time. Like there's a show Bible, you know what I mean? Whereas back with the original Quantum Leap, it could change from week to week, right? Whereas I feel like with this show that, you know, that they, this is, they decided very early on, this is how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And these are the rules and this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to, you know, adhere to unless of course, you know plot dictates otherwise but for the most part like this is what we're going to do and so you do have to wonder it's like oh gosh you know is is that going to change however let's just pretend for a second that it's not i agree i think the opportunity for ben to maybe even be a conflict with the people that he's leapt into for there to be you know this battle of wills at times to Mm -hmm. see who is you know who's going to be the dominant personality from situation to situation Uh, you know is he going to have physical limitations augmentations you know like how is that all going to be handled i i think it's very interesting and and provides them with a lot of story opportunities and again also furthers the i think the tension um as well as just the the dramatic possibilities of his relationship with addison yeah you know, I'm she comes to check in on him and instead finds, you know, sure. someone who's having like just this, this, you know, this episode where they're, they're not quite themselves, you know, absolutely. I'm excited about it. And yeah. also too, like, you know, the original series, they never, 
like panned out like, well, if Sam is physically there, how does he fit into the Leapy's clothes? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and someone and someone asked a question on TikTok, like, how does it work? Like, if if Sam is significantly shorter, significantly taller than the person that he's leaped into, like, who is the person in the past that he's interacting with? Like, who are they looking at? Are they looking at eye level? Are they looking at a weight? Like, what are they right looking at? And I feel like you get a lot more, more grace and leeway when you say, well, actually, both. Ben and the Leapy are there at the same time, and it's a weird quantum physics thing, and they're seeing what they need to see, and and blah, 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 blah. I still think somewhere along the way, they are going to find a, a way and a justification for someone in the past to see Ben as Ben. They're going to find some justification for someone in the past to be able to see and hear Addison. Right. As the plot needs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, I mean, there's there's... That's the thing. I think there's so many possibilities. And one of the things that excites me, uh, and I'm sure that, you know, they're already thinking about is the notion that there is going to come a leap. I don't think it's going to be in our first few leaps. Obviously, we know it's not the, you know, the the original pilot episode leap, because that's set in 89. But there is going to come a leap where it is set concurrently with the project already being up and running. There is going to come a leap where you know, and, and I think that that's going to be fascinating. There's going to come a leap where Ben is like, wait a minute. I'm in, you know, 1987. Sam Beckett hasn't leapt yet. Like, I can go find him and talk to him. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, not that that's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that, 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 yeah, that there's just a lot of possibilities with the way that, you know, we're kind of going to have parallel you know, leapers, you know, there's going to be some crossover there. Uh, I mean, with God, the opportunity to see Ben leap into a situation that Sam has already leapt into, you know what I mean? Like concurrently, uh, uh, with Sam, you know, sure. Uh, um, and, and I don't, I don't know, like do the networks, have they done any of the de-aging stuff? Have they done any of the de-aging storylines? Boy, you know, I don't know, actually. I don't I, I don't know if they have. I mean, I know, obviously, we've seen it, like, on now, Netflix. Because that would be an interesting way to definitely get Scott Bakula back in there. Right, right. Oh, God, that would be so... Or have him... I mean, like, or just, like, the old, like, Star Trek episodes where they have the Deep Space Nine, the Deep Space Nine crew interact with the original crew for the right. know, uh, the trouble with triples or stuff like that. Oh God. Now my imagination is going wild. I mean, we know how much the classic do. series liked to use stock footage. I know <laughs> <laughs> they that could use be... stock footage from the original show. Uh, no, I, sure. yeah, I, I, yeah. Again, I just think that there's, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, and it's look, I have been a bit pessimistic, but the truth of the matter is as, as we talk about it, I, I am very enthusiastic about the opportunities for storytelling that we're going to get from the new yeah. series. I think for whatever reason, and it's difficult for me to say this because one of the things that I was saying early on, of course, was, you know, keep an open mind, keep an open mind. Is as we started to get more and more information, as we started to get all these pieces to start to fall into place, I liked what we were getting. And then when the rug kind of got pulled out, it just made me, it, you know, it just made my my temper flare a little bit. It's like, Oh, what are you doing? You know? And especially because we know that part of this is quite frankly, network interference. Now the question is what connotation do you put on that? Are you going to put a negative spin on it? A positive spin, neutral spin. And that's been hard for me to do. Sure. Here's my spin. So the latest article that came out said that, um, 
they are going to air the San Francisco pilot. And mm-hmm. it seems like they are going to air it as they shot it. And as we've said before, right. several episodes, sorry for repeating ourselves, it would be very hard to air the San Francisco pilot and not have it be Ben's first lead. Right. There is there is just too much Genesis-like Swiss cheese brain stuff cooked into the storytelling. It would be very hard to edit that out yeah. and still have a coherent episode. Um, so I there's literally three scenes, three scenes that pop into my head right off the top of my head where I'm just sort of like, okay, yeah, you lose those three scenes and you've probably wiped out like 10 minutes of the episode. Like, what are you going to do? Pat it? What are you going to pat it with? So, I mean, I I think you're absolutely right. I I think it's the right choice. I think that it's totally fine to air these first two episodes with kind of in media res, like he's already leaping, things are already happening. And then you air that third episode and it's just sort of like, here's how it all started. Here we go. And here, without, without giving... To spoiler, like, and I posted it on Twitter. It sounded like a few episodes in, but I didn't read the article carefully enough, apparently, because apparently Ernie Hudson said in this interview, it's going to be the third episode in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he literally said it was the third episode, but I think what he, I think what he was quoted as saying is like, there's going to be two episodes. We've before, got two episodes okay, okay. before that. Yeah. And, and there was another source like even before then. Right. And, and I and I think it was from Brian Green's resource, uh, his source that said maybe the third episode in. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the point is, we're going to have two regular leaps, like you said, and then the pilot episode as it was originally shot. And if you're worried, what I'm going to say about that is I think the reason why they're doing that is because the third episode is heavy on the mythology from the old series, and they did not want to turn off new viewers right away. Yeah. So old viewer, keep the faith, watch the first two episodes, and then you are going to get your nerdgasms right. in the in the third episode. And look, I, it's not necessarily how I would have wanted it to go. Uh, but I also think that based off of what we've seen and read already, that the, you know, that the current cast is more than capable enough of, of holding our attention, of getting invested in these characters, completely independent of anything that relies on the past. And yeah. And then, you know, and then gives uh, us, you know, in particular, like people listening to this podcast, I'm sure, uh, you know, what we're clamoring for, um, which, you know, which again are those, you know, the, those peaks at, at, at what's been going on before. And, uh, and maybe, maybe the most fan service moment that we could possibly want will also happen. So, yeah, so we'll see. So along those lines, one thing we haven't talked about yet is that back on August the 1st, it was announced that Georgina Riley has been cast in a recurring role in Quantum Leap. And I pretty much put it out on Twitter what my thoughts yeah. are. I think she is Janice. Um, and the photo that they put in the press release, maybe not so much. Go look her profile up on IMDb. There are some photos on there like, oh, yeah, you could totally buy that she is Alan Beth's daughter. Yeah. And I, I – I think that's where we're going, and I'm just, I'm just guessing, I'm just guessing that that she's going to pop up sooner than later. Well, we know, you know, I think at this point we know that the only other like announced recurring role that had not been filled was Janice. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it's a good bet. You know, I, 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 unless they're adding, you know, yet another character that we don't yet know about, which is entirely possible. Uh, I think that yeah, it's a safe bet that she is indeed Janice. I agree. Uh, as far as you know, how she looks and comparing it to Dean Stockwell and um, Susan, Susan Dial. Um. And and uh, I yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um. Because if that's the case, I think it leads to some stuff that we're not even going to talk about 
that would perhaps confirm some other stuff mm-hmm. that would be very exciting. Yes. Uh, one thing I want to address real quick that kind of goes hand in hand with that uh, is that there have been a lot of questions. I see it pop up, I mean, almost on a daily basis, whether it's one of the Facebook groups, somewhere on Twitter, uh, you know, questions sometimes that, that, that are in the TikTok comments and that sort of stuff. As of right now, there are no other legacy characters planned for the show. So if you're asking, if you're wondering, there's no Sammy Joe, there's no Donna, there's no Beth, like there's there's none of the other, you know, potential daughters or anything like that. Like there's no other characters that are currently planned for the show. However, I would be shocked based off of what we already know if there wasn't a plan at some point, even if that means next season, like after the first season, they might not even touch on it this first season, to in some way, if not feature those characters on screen, reference them at the very least, give us something. I have no doubt that that's going to be part of it. The only one that maybe could be a bit of a wild card would be Sammy Joe. And the reason why I say that is I think that there's enough work for them to do if they, if they want to go this route to kind of, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird piece of mythology to have to revisit in a lot of ways. It's, you know, the idea, the notion that, you know, that Sam physically inhabited, you know, the person that he was in, that he was able to father a child on one of his leaps. Uh, It's a very, I think it's a very precarious situation to wade into because it asks a lot of questions in particular that we've asked of the original series on occasion about Sam's relationships, his physical relationships with Mm -hmm. people when he's on his leaps. So I could see them doing something that might take Sammy Joe out of the equation. Now, knowing, of course, that Deborah Pratt's involved, and Deborah Pratt has been a huge advocate for the character of Sammy Joe for ages now. Um, I, I say that, it makes it sound like she's super old or whatever. That's not fair. Uh, but <laughs> we know for a long time, like, she's been very passionate about that character. So I'm not saying that that's what is going to happen, and I could certainly see the eventuality where Sammy Joe is is, is involved, uh, as played by Melora Hardin, of course, because what are you going to do? Uh, and um, um, But I don't think that that's on tap anytime soon is what I'm trying to say. So if you're asking yeah. the question, if you're wondering about it, not yet. And I'm, and I'm curious to know, and um, I don't, I'm not well versed in this off the top of my head. It's in Matt's original beyond the mirror image, which by the way, continues to like build its, it's uh, the, the backers on the Kickstarter campaign. The short story, uh, the short version of it is, is that Deborah Pratt after quantum leap ended, she did try to continue the story of Sammy Joe with her own novel. A little teaser was put at the end of one of her other novels. And then basically, long story short, Don Belisario, he put the kibosh on it. Yeah. Uh, so for legal reasons, she cannot continue on. And I and I and I just wonder how much animosity there might be still be between those two and that particular character. And like from an intellectual property standpoint, what may keep Sammy Joe from ever appearing i i I think i think you had the better point of just from a mythology standpoint it it asked the series to like revisit a lot of right really weird stuff oh and the other thing that people have got to stop doing is 
you just have to stop with the whole temptation eyes thing. Ben is not Sam's son from that relationship, obviously for various reasons, including the fact that, you know, he's Korean. Uh, and, 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 and also like, it's just, that's just bad fanfic. Like, come on, like just, I'm sorry. I, I, I should try to be kinder and more positive about it, but that is not even remotely in the realm of possibility. Uh, I can say, I can literally say with absolute 100% certainty that that is not the case. No, that is absolutely positively not the case. We've talked about it before, so I'll, I can say it again. We know for a fact that Ben speaks to his mother at one point. So, like, like that's yeah. that was in the pilot. You know what I mean? For so, sure. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's just it's not. No, yeah. no, no. So, please stop. So, yeah. So speaking of, of Ben specifically and his heritage, another thing that's come out in the last week is that they've officially changed the spelling of Ben's last name. <laughs> now I looked it up. Now the thing is, both spellings of the last name, yeah, are, are completely valid sure uh so, back to it. so i posted another video on tiktok the other day making fun and i posted on tiktok and instagram reels yeah uh, making fun of of folks who who are accusing the show of being too woke i think oh. we lost a few, I, I think we lost a few followers on tiktok but hey yeah. they weren't gonna they weren't gonna stay with us for the long haul anyway but someone on instagram made a fantastic point that i had not thought about and i wanted to throw this out there and he said that he has been introducing the show to his wife who has never seen the show before. And his wife threw out the idea that the problem isn't going to be that the show itself is going to be too, quote, woke. She thinks that very extreme people are going to be very angry and throw a fit the first time that Ben leaps into a black person. Mm. The first time Ben leaps into a woman. Mm -hmm. And maybe the network won't even allow it being afraid of the backlash. So the worry isn't so much that the show is going to be woke, but that uh, I can't think of the, a good term for like, like the very ultra woke, right. very vocal crowd is going to come after the show for those things that I've just said. And I think that's I, interesting. I, I think that is interesting. I think that it is possible. I think that it is such a small fraction that I think that literally we're talking about people that just like, that are just going to make a clamor for the sake of clamor. Because I say this, of course, as, as a hetero white dude, right? Like I, I get it, but like there is a huge difference as far as I'm concerned in taking a character that is a Korean immigrant and putting them in any of those shoes that you just mentioned, than there would be in 2022 putting a straight cisgendered white guy who's not an immigrant, mind you. Mm. I, I firmly believe that once you start to take people that are a part of that community, um, that you, you, you allow yourself in this day and age to tell stories that I don't think at this particular time, I don't think it will always be this way, quite frankly, it would not be possible to tell if the cast looked like what it did in 1989. I think you just look at the cast in general and you've already, you've already, you know, created this tapestry of, of characters and, I can't to come at it with the criticism 
that you know you, you can't or you shouldn't tell those stories, I think is really wrongheaded, especially when you've already had the cast, including Ernie Hudson, talking about how important it is to be able to do that. Mm. So I don't think that I don't think there's there's I don't think there's any you know concern from the network about it. I don't think that the that the team working on the show is that concerned about it. Uh, I don't think that them casting the show that the way that they have and creating the characters that they have is any way of covering bases or covering their asses. I think that that literally it, it's a case of realizing that the show empowers them to tell a very special kind of story that can't be mm-hmm. told you know, otherwise. And, 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 and I think to shy away from that, especially because you're worried about such, such a small number of, of vocal people uh, on social media, um, would be a huge mistake and would be a disservice to the types of stories that they could tell and the ways that they could connect, um, uh, to different stories and, and hopefully broaden perspectives, which is something mm-hmm. that the original series was able to do with some of its episodes. Sure. Um, you know, if, 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 if this new quantum leap shies away from, you know, the questions of our day, from, from the conflicts of our time, like, I, I'm going to be out after a while. Like, I'll continue watching, obviously, for the podcast, but, like, mentally and emotionally, my investment will be gone. Like, the whole point of this show is it's, like, it's going to have to tackle issues. It's going to have to talk about things that are, that are topical and difficult. It, you know, it, it, it needs to address some of that stuff. And it needs to address some stuff that's been topical and, 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 and controversial over the past 20 years, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's the ground that the original series covered, and that's the ground that this series needs to cover as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having conversations about gender identity, having conversations about, about, uh, you know, sexual diversity, having conversations about, uh, um, you know, uh, systemic racism, having conversations, uh, about these things, I think are woven into the fabric of, of the show and need to take place. And in order to do that, I think you need to be able to put Ben into the shoes of people that are facing those issues, not just adjacent to them. I think you need to put him in those shoes. that's the beauty of the show right yeah i do think my guess is that they will not shy away from having been say leap into a black person or or someone of a different ethnicity i do think if they have sam if they have been leap into a woman they are definitely going to back off of any of the comedy they did in the first couple seasons oh for sure of, of just having Sam dresses a woman or Sam in makeup. I right. think if we have been leap into a woman, we are going to see episodes more like Dr. Ruth and liberation from the fifth season where you are going to have been in women's clothing, but there is not going to be anything. There's not going to be a different hairstyle. There's not going to be makeup. There's not going to be anything, you know, around the face to indicate, Oh, he's wearing makeup. Oh, he is definitely a woman. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. like by the time they got to the fifth season, Quantum Leap, and I don't know if they were doing this intentionally or not, they were definitely they were not doing like any of the comedy of Sam being in the shoes of woman like they did like in What Price Gloria, right? Or uh, very briefly at the start of MIA when he was the undercover cop dressed as the prosecutor. Right, 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 right. They're going to be shying not away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to be shying away from stuff like that and more like they did in the fifth season. Uh, but that was an yeah. interesting point that someone brought up on Instagram, and like I never had thought about it from. from you know, it's interesting to note that there are people, you know, members of the gender diverse community, that I have heard talk about the show. Um, you know, even recently, um, that have that have no issues. No. Um, you know, with the notion of, of of Ben or even you know Sam in the original series. Um, 
you know, those types of, of leaps. Um, you know, I think, uh, obviously that the, the, the opportunity to, you know, to have been leap into a trans woman or a trans man is also something that I, I think would be important and, and, and justified by the nature of the show. And I think that anyone that would have issue with it, uh, you know, or criticize the show for it or want to cancel the show for it or, or whatever, you know, might be missing the point. Um, I, I think that any time, especially when we're talking about network television, like if we're given the platform to be able to tell these stories, I mean, I think it's kind of their responsibility to do it, right? Yeah. And it'll be interesting. Of course, we've talked about this a ton in the original reviews of the podcast. And like, how does it work out when Ben has to be romantically involved with someone? Right. Or is attracted to anyone at all? Yeah. I have a feeling that they are set that the, 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 the producers are savvy about it. They are going to shy away from that or they are going to handle it in a more sensitive way. I completely agree. And I think, and I think that part of that, you know, we've kind of hinted at it a few times and, you know, you mentioned earlier talking about spoilers, I'll let you actually do it. But like, I think that just by nature of the central relationship of the show, it's going to be maybe a little bit more difficult to steer into some of those things. Wouldn't sure. you say? Yeah. No. So yeah, we, we kind of danced around it. And if you read the articles, you know, but in case, again, another warning, if you want to go in and spoiler free as possible, blah, 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 blah. Um, so we do know from having read the pilot script and some of the articles have dropped, Ben and Addison are engaged. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they unfold that now with the first two episodes not being the pilot. Well, apparently based off of, you know, one of the, um, uh, articles out there that the new episode, episode, the first episode is going to open with their engagement party. Um, you know, by way of kind of like flashbacks, which is, that's the other thing. It sounds like the show is going to have some very interesting opportunities and it, and it happens, it happens kind of in the pilot script, sort of, it kind of does where engaging in like messing with the show's own timeline internally, sure. like, you know, like having flashbacks to things um, as opposed to, you know, the kind of the present being completely linear and only, you know, the leaps taking place in the past or whatever, that there's going to be the opportunity to do some of that sort of stuff to, to the point where like, there's a scene in the pilot. If it's, if it, if it stays as shot, which would obviously be the third episode is basically Ben having a flashback to his childhood, you yeah. know? So it's really interesting the way that they're going to kind of be able to play internally with the timeline of the show. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'll edit this out if you're not okay with me saying this, but one of the things that kind of goes hand in hand with, with Ben and Addison being engaged is that we know from the pilot script that Ben has absolutely no memory of this. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and it's one of the things that, that really defines Addison's character through the course of that script. And indeed is sort of like, you know, the reason why I had such a problem with the reveal coming in the article is because in the original pilot episode, the beauty of it was that at the end of the episode, she walks into her apartment and you see like the engagement notice and you see photos of them together. And it's like, to me, that was such a beautiful reveal. It was done so well, just in the writing, just on the page. I was just sort of like, man, like it was, it, it sure. was great. And so to lose that, I, I hate that we're losing that. But at the same time, I think that, yeah, it's going to be something that is, is clearly a, you know, a point of conflict for these two characters because Ben has no memory of it. Addison can't tell him. Um, but at the same time, Addison's fiance is, you know, now trapped in the past. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, that the, again, going back to what started that line of conversation, I think that they have kind of built in a way to potentially avoid the awkwardness of 
you know, Ben getting romantically involved with the characters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably should start to work to wrap things up. We're recording yep. a little bit earlier uh, than what we usually do in the day. And it's, it's going to be dinner time here for our family, and I'm sure yours too. One last thing I want to mention. This happened a few weeks ago. Uh, Lee on Twitter uh, just by the handle Lee Scribs, they did a cartoon based on, or a, mm. a comic panel, a few comic panels based on uh, some fan wink we did back when we talked about Honeymoon Express. Yeah, a few weeks ago, and uh, I don't know if you listen, Lee, but again, we we, we posted this on on our Twitter and our uh, our Facebook. And How would they have found Thank out you. about what we were saying if they hadn't listened? <laughs> That's it. See, excellent. That's an excellent point. Uh, I'm five years in. I'm so surprised that anybody listens to us. Really. Uh, that's, that's 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 what it is, right there. Uh, when we uh, took when we when we took our you know our little hiatus due to everything that was going on, there was a part of me that's like, nah, nobody cares, right? And yeah. then we're starting to get comments like, you know, it's like, when do you guys be back? Just release that episode. It's like, oh crap, we got to record something. Um, record. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's, anyway. that's my way of saying thank you so much. It really means so a lot, much. and it is kind of still five years in a surprise that anybody listens to us. So it's the same uh, thing. So it's the thank same. you. You know, it's it's like being uh, actors doing smaller theater. You always invite your friends to see the show. You send the Facebook invites. You do the thing. You post the thing. But then when you actually see them in the lobby after the show's over with, you're like, what? What? You came. You, actually, you came? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's like, thank you so much. It, it, it's true. People, I don't think people have any idea how much it, how much it means. It really does mean something. It's like, you know, we, we do this silly little thing and, and, and to engage with the community and have a community, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. And uh, you, you are all appreciated uh, more than you might know, uh, even if I don't know your names, which I probably don't because unfortunately you know i don't i don't have a list yeah. dennis has a list but i have a list no, okay yeah, <laughs> yeah we dropped that in at the start yeah uh, yeah anyway um so yeah so speaking uh, of, of lists and stuff and, and patreon we are still working out the details but um what we are planning to do going forward when the series launches on september the 19th we are going to do our live watch party one way or the other streaming. We are going to do an immediate reaction episode that we're going to record immediately after live, uh, which everyone can uh, live, listen to yeah, live, yeah, yep. which live can listen to live for our Patreon and other supporters. We will drop that episode on Tuesday. And then for the general listening public, we will drop the episode on Thursday. And that uh, will be the format going forward. And Tuesday, if you're a supporter, Thursday, if you're not, uh, you'll you're still get the same episode. You're not going to miss it. We're not going to cut anything out. We're not, it's just yeah. a question of like, we're going to drop early for supporters. We'll it's, drop yeah, it's just a little later. sweet treat for financial supporters. Uh, for Patreon, we will release that exclusively on Patreon, and that's how you see it there. Uh, we do have a few financial donors that uh, did it like a one-off donation just because they didn't want to go through the Patreon thing. We will find a way to get you that to get you those the the video files and everything right. we will get those to you in another format other than patreon if you're a patreon supporter you'll get it directly through patreon on tuesday and then everybody else and that will continue Thursday. if you don't support us you know, via patreon but you still want to to support which is amazing and, and thank you so much ahead of time then you, you know you will you will still have that access you don't you, know, to, you don't have do that, to yeah. do the patreon in order to do that so we'll we'll do that to thing. you one way and, or another. and literally and this is for all tiers like literally even like donating just a dollar one right. time or like a dollar a month on patreon uh you are 
you are in. You're, yeah, you're in. Uh, and one other thing that I will say is that obviously we're going to do the live, you know, reaction episode and, and live watch party for the premiere. We might not. In fact, I can certainly say we won't do that every week for every new episode as it comes out. Um, I could certainly see us doing it, obviously, for the very first episode and then certainly for the third episode, you know, since mm-hmm. it's the original pilot episode, uh, probably for like the season finale, that sort of stuff. Um, but we will, we will, of course, still record an episode and drop it on Tuesday. Tuesday. So yeah. even if we're not doing like a live watch party, live, you know, reaction uh, a podcast recording immediately afterwards, you're still going to get that new content on Tuesday if you're a supporter, and then Thursday, of course, um, if you're not. So uh, we might not always get to do the watch-alongs, just depending on how schedules are and that sort of stuff, but Absolutely. we'll definitely, yeah. um, definitely do that. Yeah. So, um, and and there will be some other goodies uh, uh, down the road that we'll that we'll throw in, and we'll probably start doing some different you know different tiers and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, but but as of right now, yeah, that's just that's that's how it's gonna how it's gonna play. So yeah. uh, come hang out with us. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we got out of here, uh, which I think is uh, is awesome, and I'm so incredibly excited for them, and have been even you know before it aired. Uh, though I will throw the disclaimer up there that I've not yet watched it, which is sad to me because I cannot wait. I'm elated that it even exists, uh, and that is of course that uh, our own Mason Alexander Park. I say our own because they are in, of course, Quantum Leap. Uh, is uh, they plays the character us on TikTok too. <laughs> plays the character of Desire uh, in the Sandman uh, television show on Netflix, which is of course based on the Neil Gaiman uh, comic book series um, from the eighties and nineties, uh, which is fantastic. Holds up to the test of time, uh, almost universally. Maybe a couple little things here that don't, but uh, incredible, incredible series. Um, and uh, just you know, Neil Gaiman, I, I think created this incredible universe, uh, wrote these incredible stories and, and had this, uh, um, you know, just a canvas to paint on and, and did it in such a beautiful way. And now the fact that, uh, we get this television program, which, you know, seems to have universal acclaim, uh, and, and Mason Alexander Park's performance has been, uh, noted in, in more than one article that I've read and they, they do an incredible job as the character of desire. Uh, and I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what they've done. Um, and obviously I can't wait to see what they do with, with Ian in, in quantum leap as well. So uh, if you've had the chance to check Sandman out, awesome. Uh, I hope to be uh, right there with you uh, by the next time we record. Uh, if you've not yet checked it out, though, I will just say this, even though I haven't watched it yet, go do it. I, I, I have no doubt that it is as amazing as everyone says. Dennis, you've seen the first episode. I've seen the, the, the first episode, and I know nothing about the Sandman other than that, it, that it's a comic book series. I, like, I know what it's based off of, but I know nothing else. And Betsy and I watched the first episode last night, and it's great. Now the only problem is is like find a time for us to sit together, sit down together and like watch the show. Together. Isn't that always the way? We may have to have a conversation about barreling forward. <sighs> Jess yeah. and I Jess and I are, are still trying to finish Stranger Things, so I get it. I get it. Yeah. Maybe we'll get an episode in tonight. Uh, we yeah. might we might actually get to spend some time together tonight. We haven't we we probably haven't had a night where we've been able to like hang out in over a week. So oh, uh, it's just been yeah it's 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 been kind of wild. Um, but uh, all that said, um, again, thank you all so much for your continued support, for listening, for checking in on us, for all of the kind comments um, that people threw my way when I was sick. Um, it really means a lot. I, I appreciate it so much. I mean, it, it is kind of just quite touching. You know, we don't know each other. Um, but there is this connection, right? And, and, and I appreciate that. Uh, and it certainly makes doing this, um, even more worthwhile. Um, even if it was just me and Dennis talking to one another and nobody listened, I'd still have fun with it. Uh, mm-hmm. but knowing you're out there, uh, uh, certainly makes it even more worthwhile. Uh, thank you again to all of our supporters, as Dennis had mentioned at the top of the show. Um, and then, 
Of course, if you are interested in supporting, if you've got a little something extra, uh, as I always say, get back to your community, uh, find a, a charity that you love to donate to. If after that, there's still, you know, a dollar or some change burning a hole in your pocket and you want to throw it our way, uh, please do. We really, really appreciate it. It helps us a great deal. Uh, again, we've already done some technology upgrades. Uh, we've been able to pay for our hosting uh, for a year, uh, which was just awesome to be able to get that out of the way and be like, <laughs> yeah. it's paid for for a full year. We're done. Uh, uh, so we're you know grateful, grateful for, for any anything um, that you can throw away. And again, it means a lot. And we will find ways to to celebrate you, obviously, by giving you a shout out uh, and also find ways to hopefully give you something extra, whether that's the the watch alongs, the, the, the live reaction shows, uh, maybe even coming on the show. Um, and we'll certainly uh, continue to kind of play with ideas and bounce ideas uh, back and forth uh, as we get uh, closer and closer to the premiere, which is like right around the corner, month. man. Yeah, a little over a month. Yeah. Awesome. Well, with that, Let's leap out of here. Let's go spend some time with our families. Thank you again for your patience this last month as we took a little unplanned break. And we'll be back next week with, with something. Something. Probably probably should be doing the essentials. Probably. We should probably get to the essentials. You're right. Probably You're should right. be back. Oh, yeah, that thing, that thing that we were going to do. Yes, we're doing it. We're yeah. doing it. We're doing it, and we're going to do it next week. That sounds phenomenal. Uh, thank you all so much again. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Uh, and stay safe out there uh, and leap responsibly in the meantime. All right. See you next week, y'all. Fate's Wide Wheel is now on Patreon. Whether you've recently found our podcast or have been with us from the beginning, it means the world to us to be able to share our love for Quantum Leap with you. And if you would like to become a financial supporter of our show, we would graciously accept that support. Financial support from our listeners help offset the cost of this podcast, from website and podcast hosting fees, recording equipment, paying designers for updated logos for the new series, and so on. Every little bit helps. Currently, our Patreon has no tier levels. All contributors, whether you donate $1 or $10 a month, everyone gets a shout-out at the beginning of each one of our episodes. And as we prepare for the launch of the new series in September, we have other things in the works, such as early access to our content, as well as hopefully some exclusive content. To become one of our patrons, visit us at patreon.com slash fateswidewheel. Again, that is Patreon dot com slash fates wide wheel one more time patreon.com slash fates wide wheel and of course we want to give a shout out to our current patrons amy holtkamp christopher redmond dana bias jill wilson karen saxon larry trujillo oddly specific with audra rich bork and welcome to our most recent new donor jason geis welcome jason your all support means the world to us Another way you can support the podcast is leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help the algorithm help people find us. And as we hope the new show takes off and gets new fans' attention in a couple of months, we would love for new Quantum Leap fans to be able to find us as easily as possible. Oh, oh, oh.